No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how I'm gonna boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. No one's gonna tell me how to boogie. Come on, everybody boogie bumper tonight. Let's go. Thank you for joining us. Wednesday night edition, Daily Boogie fucking podcast. Hope you had a lovely day. I certainly did. As always, you know the spiel. As always, so much to get through in so little time. We have no time. There's no time to waste. There's no time like now, so let's fucking do it already, shall we? Thank you for joining us. If you'd like to share the show out, please do. If not, well, okay, whatever. If you'd like to leave a tip, you know where to. You know where to follow us on Twitter. Thank you for joining us, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Where, where do I even start with you tonight? I don't know. I'm in one of those moods. The Discord is open, also. Just kind of, just kind of sick of it all. Sick of it. 2021 has been the worst year. I can remember. Thank you, KB, for the diamond. Very generous of you. The worst year I can remember. Lost a lot. And it just, the hits just keep coming, man. <laughs> but that's all right. That's all right. We're still making jokes. We're still laughing. So that's the kind of mood I'm in. Merry fucking Christmas. Um, tell you what. Let's start here, shall we? This is a good one. That's Rita. We'll get to Rita. This one was shared earlier with me by uh, the voice of reason, Adam J, who sent it with no comment. Cops imposing brutal lockdown in Sydney's West are caught throwing a party at their police station for LGBTQIA awareness. Nice. Because, you know, even in these troubling times, there are some things that we just can't go without. And, you know, it's important to recognise the um, uh, the equality. Anyway, who wants cupcakes? I do. Hey, Jim. Hey, Jim. Did you manage to smuggle in any of that half-alcohol champagne again? You know I did, Bill. You know I did, Bobby. <laughs> All right. He's a hell of a guy. All right, everyone. So we've got our little... Here's a, here's a picture for you. Lovely, isn't it? What a lovely setting this is. Fantastic. We've got pretty little pink ribbons around the backs of the chairs, which is nice. It's a nice touch, isn't it? Uh, in an unrelated matter, you'll be pleased to know, uh, people who have now, I think I think this is the rule because the rules keep changing. For everybody else, the rules keep changing, um, believe it or not. So I think the rule is now if you're vaccinated, you can have five people at a wedding, but it's not in, it's not enacted yet. That's, that's kind of, that's the carrot that's been dangling, you know, somewhere in the next two months. <laughs> yes. Don't worry, everyone. In the next two months, we will let you meet up with two other people in the park. I'm not joking. That's, that was the carrot. As long as everyone gets vaccinated first, then we might think about letting five people go to your wedding. 
wedding. And here we are in this lovely little, what looks to be a lovely little little room here in the police station and everyone's enjoying themselves and we're doing we're doing what looks to be little cupcakes little little ribbons pink balloons i mean it's just fucking it's just fucking beautiful isn't it look at that look at that and i mean you know obviously obviously we appreciate the safety aspect of this this is very safe Police officials are reviewing a staff party held at a Western Sydney station in July while the city was under strict lockdown. Well, not that strict, huh? It seems. Not that strict. I mean, yes, yesterday we watched... Remember the COVID fugitive, right? We watched the COVID fugitive get apprehended yesterday where the, the police minister... Not the police minister, pardon me, the health minister. They all look the same to me. Guy in a suit. <laughs> guy in a suit said that um, you know this this guy who was uh, I mean amongst his many crimes, not trying to downplay it or anything. Amongst his many crimes was wandering around. Um, he sneezed in an elevator, and then of course we took the unprecedented steps of releasing his identity to the press and stuff. So a manhunt could begin for this guy, and you know eventually they took him down, and I'm sure. Everybody rejoiced in this. And here we are. <laughs> Looks to be a good, a nice little spread here. About two dozen people or thereabouts enjoying each other's company, having a nice little party. I mean, it's lovely, isn't it? And I mean, as long as you put rainbow flags on the wall, who's really going to have anything to say, really? Honestly. Like... If they had have put football jerseys up on the wall like they were all Penrith Panthers fans or something, then then it would be a controversy. But because because we're hanging the rainbow flag up, you know what? They'll let us do anything as long as we do this. <laughs> Good. Maybe that's the arrangement. Maybe when all of you rubes, you peasants out there, when you see like a police force or some other kind of government entity like army or whatever, when you see them doing something, you know, very outwardly social justice-y, you think to yourself, oh, they've been cucked, or oh my God, they've gone woke, and oh my God, this, they're going crazy. But maybe the way they ration it out is, well, look, if we just do one day of shameless pandering, then we can pretty much, you know, shoot rubber bullets into protesters, <laughs> right? We can arrest people walking down the beach. We can do these things. We can, you know, start passing more draconian surveillance uh, bills through Parliament and stuff and get more funding, obviously. Because, I mean, you know, this this shit doesn't come cheap. I mean, look at the work that's gone into the ribbons here. Look at, I mean, that those cupcakes. I mean, you buy a couple of packets of those from Woolies, probably set you back a good eight or nine bucks. <laughs> No joke. Long story short, we're heading in the right direction. I think you'd all agree. Pictures from the event posted online show staff around a party table at the station. Located in one of the 12 COVID hit LGAs of concern, ladies and gentlemen, or as it's colloquially known as the Ring of Steel. The Ring of Steel is what it's referred to. Located 
as they celebrate Wear It Purple Day to support the LGBTQIA community. Because this is important, you know. Uh, when you're putting your boot on the neck of society, you want to make sure you're at least wearing your purple and <laughs> rainbow ribbons. <laughs> there is something sickly sweet about it. There's something bittersweet about it. You know, like a clown dying, like tragic comedy, you know. Hey, I mean, if we just do this one thing and take a couple of photos and blow up some pink balloons, then, you know, in a few months' time, we'll be setting up roadblocks and <laughs> arresting people for walking on the beach and such. So that'll be good. <laughs> Maybe that's the deal. I'm trying to figure out another way that it could be possible without it being, you know, a deal. We do this for one day and then we can do whatever we want. Because I'm trying to think of another reason why you would do it. And none are presenting. While emergency services are exempting from the no gathering rule, that's important, the exemption was designed so they can carry out their work. Office functions, however, are discouraged under public health orders. <laughs> and the state's chief health officer has repeatedly said office workers should not gather in lunchrooms or tea rooms. <laughs> See, this is why I've always said either directly or indirectly that bureaucracy is much more terrifying than you know policing every day of the week because it's the difference is you know the police will like kind of donk you once over the head and then you're down and that's it it's like okay well fair enough fair fight you win but the bureaucracy will slowly strangle you over a period of time starve you until your ribs are showing and then, you know, right at the end when you're begging for water, they'll say that you didn't fill out the correct form and you have to go to the back of the line. Coldly, no emotion. It's a machine. There's no room for that shit. Hey, just following orders, sir. Exactly. Bureaucracy is faceless. It's just, you know, nobody really knows who's responsible for anything. <laughs> Right? And that's the way we like it. You know, you complain to somebody and they'll, they'll move it up to a supervisor, but then that supervisor's got to liaise with another department. And that other department, before we can even talk about that issue, I mean, first of all, we've got to fill out like a protection statement. All right, we've got to do a risk assessment. And we, we hand those off to our subcommittee. <laughs> it's just, God. By the end of the experience, you pray for being donked on the head. You, you pray for somebody with a riot shield and a baton wearing a helmet to come up and say, get down, and then smack you in the face. Because <laughs> then it would be over. Government gets you another way. The painful way. The, 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 the way that's just truly without humanity. <laughs> it is important. So now, like, of course, the lovely kind of sweet, sickly taste of irony to this is who's got bigger teeth now like my point is self-evident because now it's the police who are going to end up getting screwed by the bureaucracy because the bureaucracy has their rules and they will not deviate office this is the this is the advice from the bureaucrats to the police 
Office functions, however, are discouraged under public health orders, and the state's chief health officer has repeatedly said workers in offices should not gather in lunchrooms or tea rooms. <laughs> Sorry, guys, you've got to go. It is important that all workplaces consider their COVID safety plans, ladies and gentlemen, Kerry Chance said on Monday. Make sure you are not sharing the tea room. You are wearing masks. I just I'm fascinated that um, police office, police, you know, houses, right? <laughs> the cop shop. I, I don't know what the proper term. Police station. We always just called them a cop shop growing up. <laughs> yeah, that's a cop shop, <laughs> right? So, the police stations. I'm surprised that they have a tea room, a lunch room. I can see just a just a standard, you know, four by four. Tables, chairs, microwave, sink, kitchen utensils, fridge, boiling water. Good enough, right? No, no, we got a tea room as well. What do we do? Do they eat cucumber sandwiches in there and talk about how wonderful homosexuality is, maybe? I mean, because look, we're doing awareness campaigns here. You know, I just think uh, gay people are wonderful. Me too, sir. Me too. Good. I'm glad we sorted that out. Would you like to wear a rainbow fedora? Yes, I would, sir. It's casual Friday, so I'll allow it. The New South Wales Police Force is aware of the images and an internal review is underway. Don't worry, guys. It's going to be a review. Oh what, a, oh, what a surprise they will have once they discover that the people conducting the review are the ones who came up with the celebrate gay thing in the first place. Oh, how embarrassing that will be for them. Because I'm sure the outrage here, I'm sure the only reason that this is a story is because of homophobia, obviously. So that's what our review will find. We will find... We'll find that the uh, you know the people involved acted with the utmost professionalism, and that any negative press drawn by this just means we have to work harder. We have to do more celebration days because clearly there's too many homophobes out there. <laughs> That's what I want. Let's get them to a place where it's like seven days a week. <laughs> I mean, don't you think this would be a much more uh, comforting and soothing police outfit? Like if if somebody waving a rainbow fan, wearing a rainbow fedora came up to you in a riot situation and said, sir, can you please return home? You'd go, yeah, sure, no worries. <laughs> hey, did you talk to the rainbow fedora guy? Yeah, he's pretty cool. He just told me to run along. I was like, all right. He did have a gun, you know. So let's get it. Let's set it in. Let's do it permanent. If hey, if it's if it's so good to celebrate, why not celebrate it all the time? Hmm? Hmm? What are you? Some kind of are you are you like ashamed to wear the rainbows unless it's on the like allocated day? Wow, what a bigot. You see, because you might think that you're celebrating something, but I say you're not celebrating it enough. So it needs to be permanent uniform all the time from now on, please. So we can see how much you care about equality. <laughs>
Uh, Mount Druitt is located in the city of Blacktown, LGA, an area with one of the highest rates of COVID cases since Sydney's second wave Delta outbreak. I mean, it's getting it's getting very science fictiony now, isn't it? The second wave Delta outbreak. Loving it. In the last four weeks, there have been uh, 2,159 COVID cases in Blacktown, LGA. Wow, two, more than 2,000. Well done, Blacktown. Very solid numbers there coming out. Very solid numbers coming out of the western parts of Sydney there, Bob. Yeah, let me tell you, I mean, to get 2,159 cases in this kind of a season where everybody's competing against each other, I mean, it really shows that this this area, they got a lot of fucking spirit out there. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, Bob. Blacktown LGA coming in hot with 2,159 cases of COVID. They really are the heroes of winter. The plucky little LGA from the western parts of Sydney. Nobody thought they had it in them, but they've surprised everyone with their consistent performances. The New South Wales Police Force is aware of the images and an internal review is underway to determine if there are any breaches of the public health order, ladies and gentlemen. So you see... So you see... Even the police themselves are captives. They're being held captive to the public health orders. The health bureaucrats are well and truly running the show. They're now telling the police what to do. Gone are the days when the cops could just kind of stroll freely and know that they were uh, running the show. Now they have to look over their shoulder to see if a medical bureaucrat is standing over them with a clipboard. <laughs> and some may say that there's some kind of cosmic justice to that. I don't. I wouldn't say that. Back the blue, obviously. I mean, you guys are the real victims. Let's be honest here. Uh, I don't know what this is. I haven't watched it, but a lot of people have shared it and I've seen it flash up on my timeline a lot today. So let's have a look. Five or six days. So that that's the challenge. And fatigue is absolutely part of it. The complexity of human behaviour is part of it. My advice on playgrounds uh, originally was because we saw that people were uh, using it as a loophole to have de facto meetings across households, neighbourhoods, families. Um, yes, yes. The reason that we shut... Maybe you're not aware of this story. Maybe you haven't heard this. Uh, this is Victoria now. We're back down south. Uh, Victoria, like, started fencing up or at least locking the fences to the children's playgrounds in the suburbs. You know, like where you have your slippery dip and your swing and your seesaw and a sand pit, shit like that. You know those big, you know those ponies that sit on a big spring and you just kind of, your mates push you around and try to knock you off it. All of that stuff. So they locked it up because that was, I guess, was some kind of magnet for, you know, people to congregate and talk to each other. I mean, horrifying thought, you know, horrifying. I mean, imagine driving past, imagine driving past, you've got your double air filtered uh, air conditioning on in your Saab or your, uh, you know, hybrid car. You're double masking. You've got the face shield on. All the windows are up, obviously, because you can't allow any of the outside air to come in. And you're driving home from your essential, you know, media meeting or yoga class 
one-on-one yoga class with your yoga buddy. Right? And you're driving home, you pull up at a set of lights, and then you look over to the playground area and you see, you can, you know, this is shocking, I know, but, you know, brace yourself. Pardon me. You could look over there and you could see maybe three or four children playing in a playground, you know, pushing each other on swings and laughing and playing. And you might even see their mothers and or fathers talking to the other mothers and or fathers. I mean, imagine the shock. And who thinks of that person? Not the children, not the mothers or fathers, but the person who is double masking in their hybrid car with the face shield on, with all of the windows up, recirculating the air through their new adjusted air conditioning system, which is triple filtered, just to be safe. They've had half a dozen jabs, two of each. (laughs) They've had two of the three brands because you can't be too careful. Imagine what they're going through, living through that horror of seeing that happening in the playground just over the way there in a suburb that they wouldn't be caught dead in unless they were driving through it. Because the other aspect of this, the thing you have to remember, is statistically, geographically, most of the people who are saying things like, we need to crush down people harder, we need to lock them down harder, you're stupid, you're the worst of the worst, you, you can't go to work unless you get the jab. You can't do this unless you get the jab. Fuck you. We're locking up the playgrounds. Remember the story? We're tearing down the basketball rings, right? We're shooting rescue dogs. The ones who are, you know, predominantly calling for this kind of thing come from the areas, right, where if they had to speak to somebody who's actually being the recipient of the rules... Like I said, they'd, if they had to drive through their suburb, they'd lock the fucking doors of the car, they'd wind the window up, and they'd probably speed through there, run every red light. Most of them. Most of them haven't travelled out west of the of the city. There's, you know, the, we have these kind of, uh, not sayings, but just truthisms in Sydney. Like, some people don't travel over the Anzac Bridge. The Anzac Bridge is like... In Sydney, it's the second bridge in in Sydney, right? And it's the other side of the Sydney Harbour. And so, if you grew up in like the rich part of Sydney, you don't travel over the Anzac Bridge because out there, past the Anzac Bridge, that's considered west, right? And west is very big and goes for a long way, but that's where they think the line starts. And there's just to them, there's just nothing out there. <laughs> there's nothing out there except like immigrants and. Uh, poor, uneducated uh, hicks and shit like this, right? So when we're talking about the Ring of Steel, we're talking about the, the, the area of Sydney that these people would never go to. When we talk about, like, locking down the LGAs of concern, it's people who come from the very rich part of Sydney putting a, a fence around the people who live in the poorer parts of Sydney, the part of Sydney that they would never go to because they consider it to be like basically a wasteland. It's just the truth. Well, it's a truth-ism. And everyone in Sydney knows it. Some deny it. 
others don't deny. The, the, I tell you what, the people that I've met from like the richer parts of Sydney that I like the best are the ones that own it. That own it. And like when you tell when you tell them where you grew up, they just look at you and go, "Oh, I'm sorry." <laughs> they and they mean it. <laughs> those are, those Sydney people are fine. It's the fake ones that really annoy us. The ones that go, "Oh, that sounds uh, nice." Well, I guess it was probably uh, very cultural out there, wasn't it? That's that's what they're like. We don't like those ones. But the ones who go when you when you tell them where you grew up, the ones that go, "Oh fuck, sorry, bro," <laughs> they're the good ones. They know who they are and they don't care. And get on with them. Anyway, we're not even talking about Sydney here. We're talking about Victoria. So this is the guy explaining why he locked up the children's playgrounds in Victoria. Five or six days. This is this is their Dr. Anthony Fauci. Basically, we've all got one. We've got one. <laughs> Victoria's got one. Queensland's got one. Everybody's got one. Got to get got, <laughs> the hardest toy this summer. You got to go out and get yourself a Fauci. Everybody's got to go out there and get yourself a nice Fauci. He talks to the media. You put him in front of the podiums. He gets his daily downloads of statements every day from Central Command. Build a Fauci. The hardest new toy from Mattel. Five or six days. So that, that's the challenge. And fatigue is absolutely part of it. The complexity of human behaviour is part of it. My advice on playgrounds uh, originally was because we please, saw... Please, give me some advice. <laughs> give me the advice on playgrounds. <laughs> well, sometimes there's a merry-go-round in there. They're usually... They usually put the uh, the playgrounds in parks where it's difficult for cars to get to, so the kids don't get run over and killed. It's nine in the city, and I'm on my way back home. I mean, oh man, we've lost a lot in 2021. I'm telling you. That people were uh, using it as a loophole to a loophole. have de facto meetings across households, Imagine neighbourhoods. Imagine, imagine discovering this loophole in the elaborate safety plan of the bureaucrats where you and like another parent are talking to each other while your children utilize the play facilities. Imagine discovering this fucking Imagine walking through this legal minefield to deviously come up with this wily scheme. Oh, they found a loophole in our elaborate plan. <laughs> Oh, two, it's two mums who were standing around talking who probably when they were approached by police to be informed that they had found a loophole in the elaborate fucking plan, like a hacker, <laughs> probably said, what? <laughs> what do you mean? I don't, what is that? What are we doing? Are we breaking the rules or something? What, what the hell are you talking about? What do you mean? Tell you what. Gonna bring on someone. Someone's decided to join us. Jim Edward, how you going? Can you hear me? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you, man. How's things? How you going? Everybody, well, say hello to Jim. Right? How about yourself? Oh, I'm all right. You know, things have been better. <laughs> no shit. No shit, huh? Uh, what well, do you think? You got, you're getting really mean since you got the uh, since you got the jab. Do you there. think so? Do you think I'm being mean? That's not nice. Uh, you're always mean. No, I'm not. 
So you saying that I'm being mean since I got the jab is kind of mean, isn't it? I know, so now you're gaslighting that. me, which is mean. I mean, you know. They're saying that. No, I'm just the vector. Mm. You know, and they're, they're not called playgrounds. They're called transmission vectors now. That's right, yes. They're, they're, called, they're called germ pits now. Again, like they used to be. Back As in they the, should be. Yeah, in the plague era and whatnot. Um, yeah, we're doing really well. Let's. I, I'll tell you what. Were you watching this before when I was playing this clip of this guy? Yeah, yeah. This is your. This is their Fauci in Victoria. That's right. right? Yeah. So I don't know what he's going to say because this is. I've tried to play it now three times and I just get up to here and I have to kind of vent again. So I, I don't know what he's going to say after this. But let's have a look. Let's have a look. Across households, neighbourhoods, families, um, in in allowing playgrounds to open again, absolutely with the wellbeing considerations of kids in mind, yeah. but we're going to have QR codes as, as a mandated requirement. So you're just going to have people there checking the QR codes at the fucking playground? I, I, don't you, don't you fu- I pray that they make the five-year-olds scan in. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> And they should have to scan in. On their toy phones? No, no, no. No, now we have to get the five-year-old's phones, Jim, so they can scan in with their QR code. But we should should put a QR code, like, in front of... Because, remember, put yourself in the mind of a bureaucrat trying to keep everybody safe, right? We need a QR code at the front of each item in the playground. Like, it's not just like a one-size-fits-all. You just go in once, scan once, and then you're in there. No, 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 no. Because what if you only go on the slippery dip? Why should you be locked down and put in quarantine? Because somebody on the merry-go-round, do you see what I'm saying? Because they had COVID. So we need to break it all up because that's how we're really going to keep everybody safe. So the kids will love it because you'll be at the playground for an hour and you'll spend 45 minutes scanning in. (laughs) (laughs) This is the first time I've ever thought of decentralization. Oh, can't we just put masks on all of them instead? <laughs> no, you've got to do that too. Oh god. What if what if we tie a potato sack over their head? Will that do? Well, what a wet one. <laughs> it works in Saudi Arabia. It tends to. It, it does it does it does deliver results. And you know, I, I do like I do like a results-based culture. It's very impressive. It'll be one parental guardian. Gypsy of Diamond with the diamond. Vanda just steals the diamond, Gypsy. The water features will be spewing hand sanitizer. Now we're talking. You see? There's some solutions. That's it. The collective collective wisdom of the audience will solve any problem you put to them. So now all of a sudden, do we have some kind of, perhaps Jim, some kind of quarantine spray? That we can we can louse the children in before we walk them through the metal detector, of course. Uh, but you know, and before they QR codes get in. QR code into the 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 de-lousing, or I mean the, yes. the, the sanitizing center. Yes, because <laughs> first you've got to get past the initial steel gate that's around there, and that's your rudimentary kind of pat down. Uh, you know, we check to make sure that you're not bringing anything in you i'm afraid cavity searches will be required before we let you into the playground what are we what are we doing what is going on man and like to 
to clarify, this is Victoria, right? So this is like Victoria. the hyper extreme yeah. lefty yeah. part of part yeah. of Australia, right? Yeah. Yeah, Victoria and New South Wales are kind of mirrors of each other. M- you know, mm-hmm. most of New South Wales history has been conservative party. And in Victoria, it's just like the mirror opposite. And most of them has been the Labor Party. So, <clears throat> you know, they do tend to push things kind of next level and makes the rest of us go, whoa, slow down there, buddy. Uh, winning TV with a diamond, cheaper. No child without a BIOS uh, hazard suit on. That's a good idea. Just So just get all rid right. of... Yeah, so we get rid of all of the other requirements. As long as the children agree to walk around like, you know, Hiroshima day five, something like that, with a yeah, big yeah, Geiger yeah, counter on, you know. <laughs> they have the hazmat suits on, like in Rust. Yes. <laughs> the cheap, the poor kids will. It will have like the 100 mile an hour tape over the holes in your hazmat <laughs> suit and stuff. Now, I don't want you to wear that out, Timmy, because that's got to belong to your sister one day. Can't I have a new one? No, you get Timmy's old suit. You get the hand-me-down bio suit. That's right. We're not made of suits. Your father's only a cleaner. Right? <laughs> no. Actually, like come to think of it. Yeah, no, actually, the cleaners will be the richest ones, won't they? I mean, you just you just whack COVID-19 removal on the side of your van and you'll be booked, you know, for the next 10 fucking years. That's where you got that the was, hazmat suit that, to give to your son in the first place. <laughs> Stole it from work. Now we're getting real entrepreneurial here. That's right. Do you know how hard it is to smuggle a hazmat suit out of the office under your hazmat suit, Jim? You've got no idea. It, t- it took him 45 minutes to walk through the hallway. It's a good move. All right, what are we doing here? Attending those playgrounds. Uh, you will not be taking your mask down to eat or drink because yeah. that's when transmission occurs. It's been said across Australia, right. this virus. You will not take your mask down to eat or drink. I just want somebody to take one for the team and choke on their lunch because they're wearing a mask. You know, How just... are you supposed to eat through the fucking mask? Yeah, well, that's the point. So that's they're that's, saying, no, yeah, no, so... you can't take your mask off. So if they see you, will, you believe. So this is a loophole. He wants to talk about loopholes. The loophole here is you can now be arrested for eating lunch. Good on him, man. That's a uh, that's a good game if you can get it. <sighs> yeah, you're you're you can you can be arrested for eating now, but they don't say you're being arrested for eating. They'll say you're being arrested for removing your mask. You see how this works? So no, 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 we're not going to let you just um, remove your mask to eat now. That's now against the law. So even though all you're doing is eating a sandwich, you're now breaking the fucking law. Good. I thought the. I thought the vaccine was supposed to be safe and effective. So. It, is, it is very safe and effective. We're on Team YouTube here, by, right. by the yeah, way. Sorry, tonight. Susan. Yeah. Yeah. Don't talk to her directly. She, she wants all of your correspondence to come through me first. She told me. She said to me, you know, don't let them don't let them address me. I said, I won't, Suze. I promise. I call her Suze. We get on so well. <laughs> me and Suze. Can't look her directly in the eye. No, we can't. Uh, so what do you want to do here? We've got a little bit left. I've got a carton arcs. Maybe I just want to save that maybe for tomorrow. Um, oh, here's a good one. You'll appreciate this. This one was sent through by a friend. Grandson of a Jewish Holocaust survivor writes open letter to Sydney siders in lockdown as he explains why they should count themselves lucky. Oh, so at least the lockdown isn't the Holocaust? Yes, exactly. At least it's not the Holocaust. 
Mark yeah. Owen, the grandson of a Jewish Holocaust of Jewish Holocaust survivors, has penned an open letter to his fellow Sydney siders, pleading for people to be more grateful of where we live and our everyday freedom. See, that's funny to me because I would have thought getting upset over the loss of freedom should show you should show people like how much you really care about freedom. You know what I mean? But apparently. The way that you honour freedoms is by sitting idly by and not being upset that they're being taken from you. I think that's how it works. Now, that's how you honour freedoms is allow them to be taken away yes, slowly. Exactly. It's always done slowly. It's not all at once, right? Where they're yes. not coming into your house and taking your shit. No, no. And see, by yeah. giving them up to somebody more responsible, somebody who's going to do with them, you know, far better than you would ever do with them. I mean, really, what have you done with your freedom? You don't really need it. You don't deserve it. So we'll take Not it off really you. really yours. Yeah, exactly. You didn't build that. That's right. You, you don't own that. <laughs> uh, pleading for people to be more grateful of where we live and our everyday freedoms. Michelle Barrell shared the letter on Facebook on Wednesday with the caption, quote, Despite the lockdown in Sydney, we should all be grateful to live in Australia, this lucky country. When my grandparents fled Nazi-occupied Europe after enduring torture in concentration camps, I can assure you they didn't complain about the substandard conditions on the ship which brought them to Australia. And, you know, some things are funny, aren't they, Jim? Because here we are complaining, though. You know, kind oh, of that's... years later. <laughs> we... <laughs> complaining about, uh, oh, you can't... You... You shouldn't complain because you can get everything delivered now. Mm. I think it's beyond. I think it's worse than that. We're complaining about somebody else complaining, right? No, no. Mm. You, you shouldn't be complaining. I know it far worse than you do. So he's complaining about the complaint. Uh, Minister of Fun Kimmy with a diamond. No complaints till the oven door closes behind you. She's fucking savage. <laughs> fucking savage. We can't allow that. Can somebody please uh, remove the Minister of Fun? Because that wasn't much fun. Let's be fair here. <laughs> was, well, I had fun with that one. He had fun. He had fun. I'm not, I didn't have fun with that. That wasn't no, much of fun. Of course not. No. Team YouTube, Suze, don't worry. Don't worry. I won't give out your email. Don't worry. They'll come through me. Uh, listen to this. Normal freedoms of residents have become few and far between, with the easing of restrictions to only come into effect when the vast majority of residents are vaccinated. Wow. Good. So, this is the trade. The vast majority of residents need to be vaccinated, and then you'll get easing of restrictions in return. I mean, what a fucking deal that is, huh? Is there a number on vast majority? Yeah, I think it's more than a few, but not as much as most. Oh, oh, that's clear. Yeah, that's clear and defined. <laughs> is that if that helps you out? I'm not sure. I mean, you, okay. maybe you won't. Maybe you didn't pass maths or whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I was taught maybe a majority was over fifty percent. Yeah. Well, it depends on but how many. Vast. Depends on how many you got. Like, what if you've only got a couple? How do you get a majority of a couple, Jim? <laughs> Why is it a couple too? <laughs> well, it's less than a few. I think it's more than one. <laughs> it's definitely more than one. Is it as much as many? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. It's but vast is very vague. Vast, yeah. Vast is big. I mean, it's a fuck ton, really, when you think about it. Well, what is the percentage of people do you know offhand that is in in Australia that have you know what double at least? Double? Oh, I don't know. 
Because that's what they're going for. They want double before they get triple. Ah, we're a long way off that. That's, um... Okay. Oh, no way. I think it's like 30 really shooting? Ish. Okay, 30? Yeah. Yeah. That's why they're that's why they're going hard because everyone's saying no. Um, well, there hasn't been much supply here either, though. That's the other thing. Ah, uh, you know. yeah, yeah. Because here it's uh, we're pushing close to seventy-five double. Right. And they're already putting uh, they're already putting articles out like, oh, we're gonna need boosters. <laughs> so they're going for they're going for a triple double. Hey, hey oh, a nice one. Yeah. But yeah. But- I'm surprised so if they're at 75%. So when it gets to 80, they'll say, you know what? We've had too many cases. What we really need is to get to 85. And then it'll be, you know what? What we really, yeah. really need is to get to 95. I mean, that's well, what's going to do it. You know. Well, you're going to get your easing of restrictions. Yes. Yeah. So we can put maybe like, you know, each, like, you know, an advent calendar at Christmas. Every day you get a little chocolate behind the door. So what we can do is for every, you know, 1% that we climb in the double vax club, we can give you back one inane freedom, you know? So how about this? When we get to 76% of people double jab, Jim, we will let you into a coffee shop with five other people to wait in line for a coffee in there instead of on the street. Wow. You see what I mean? Yeah. You had my interest, now you have my attention. Yeah, just kind of slowly dole them out to people that way. And that'll keep people interested in the game. And that'll get people, you know, um, correctly harassing their neighbours and their loved ones. Get out there and get it because I want to get back into the bagel shop, right? That's exactly what they're doing here. Yep. Just giving you one little taste at a time. One little drip, drip, Mm -hmm. drip. Oh, well done. Well, that's very nice of them. Are you in uh, British Columbia? Yes. So I was wondering the other day, is British Columbia, is the thing with it putting cocaine in your tea? Yeah. <laughs> hey, got it. Got it. Oh. You did really well. You did really well to get there, Jim. I'm so proud of you. Uh, here's uh, one for you. What have we got here? Okay. This one looks like fun. Do we, do, hang on. Well, should we ask, do you want to do another compliance check? I mean, is this what you want to do? Sure, what the hell? Yeah. Do you want to, or do you want to see protesters getting arrested? So we can do police compliance checks or protesters getting arrested. One in the chat for compliance checks, two in the chat for people getting arrested. Whatever you want. And then we'll get the fuck out of here. What do you say? Yeah, let the chat decide. Yeah. Foggy says they took our beers in BC Books. They took your beer. Oh, yeah, that's right. You weren't allowed to buy beer. The fuck? We were always allowed to buy beer. Were you? I think Foggy's in BC as well. So I, th- yeah, I know. there was I've, some I've story. There was some story in Canada where, you know, you had to order it and you couldn't go and buy it or something. Am, am I wrong? Briefly, but you had to pick it up uh, on the roadside or you had to order it for delivery. Yeah. But they're right. taking they're taking it from us now if we're if you don't get the jab. No no hokey pokey, no oh. going out to bars. Really? Oh. As of the 13th, you read the story on the show a little while ago. Uh, the bars too. Fuck, huh? No bars, no restaurants, no nightclubs, no sporting events. Mm. No weddings for the unvaccinated no people. No weddings. Yep. 
That's 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 uh, that's the funniest one to me because that's literally the government deciding who's on your guest list. <laughs> it's like well, the government is now your mother-in-law. Yeah. Well, that's exactly it, and it's personally affected me. I have a pretty large family. We do a reunion every two years, and Ooh. the venue has stated that uh, no one like can come in without proof of uh, the hokey pokey. So you fucked. I can't go see my can't go see my family that I don't that I really don't get to see, but every two years, more or less. <laughs> So that's fun. Thanks, well, they, Bonnie. Very cool. Well, they are keeping you safe, though, Jim. That's the main yeah, thing. Yeah, thanks for my thanks for my safety. Exactly. I I'm tell grateful you, for my freedom of safety. I tell you what, it's pretty split. They're both pretty short. Let's do both. Fuck it. 50-50. 50-50. All right, we'll do the compliance check first. Let's have a look. The COVID compliance check has spiralled into a dramatic pursuit through Sydney's inner west. Okay, this is a good start. Spiralled dramatic pursuit? I'm interested. Compliance check has spiralled into a dramatic pursuit through Sydney's inner west, resulting in a man facing serious charges. Okay, was he sneezing in an elevator? Well, that's not very dramatic. Well, did he cross the road at some point? Because these are serious charges, Jim. Remember the COVID fugitive? He had serious charges too. He was sick in an elevator. He was the fucking worst guy in the country. Worst, the quote was from the minister, worst of the worst. Worst of the worst (laughs) Worst in the country. I mean, a real, a real cretin. I'm I'm so glad we took him down. Hayley Francis joins us from Chippendale. Hayley, what happened? That's a lovely little mask there. Aw, oh, she'd look so nice too without it. <laughs> what, she's actually at Chippendales? She's at Chippendales. No, 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 Jim. Oh, wrong Chippendale, sorry. It's not Chippendales, I, it's just Chippendale. It's a place. It just shows my geographical ignorance. Oh, that's okay. Chippendale is a very, very, very small suburb in Sydney. It's like two blocks, basically, right in the middle of Sydney. And- Georgie, the 32-year-old man from Maroubra was pulled over here just before nine last night as part of routine compliance patrols. Oh, I love... Routine! (laughs) (laughs) Routine! (laughs) Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, you heard that correctly. We are now now calling it routine compliance patrols. Notice how it's not a random event. Like, so we're randomly pulling people over, right? Yes. What do we call it? Routine. That's <laughs> yeah, like a routine drinking and driving stop. Yeah. I mean, if it's a routine compliance check, does that mean you're going to pull me over every Monday? <laughs> like, <laughs> how often is this routine going? Because if it is a routine now, I think I'll just take the long way home instead. You know, save myself the trouble. <laughs> the routine compliance patrols. All right. A COVID compliance check has... Please observe tunnel signage to facilitate safe maintenance activities. ...spiralled into a dramatic pursuit through dramatic Sydney's inner pursuit. west, resulting in a man facing serious charges. Hayley Francis... So, do, are, the, are the dramatic pursuits through the West, Jim, are they also part of the routine compliance patrols? Well, drama is routine, I suppose. Yeah. So what, what, what was it? I mean, we're risking life and limb here by the description. A COVID compliance check has spiralled into a dramatic pursuit through Sydney's inner west. Okay, so we're spiralling into a dramatic pursuit during the routine compliance patrol. 
I mean, figure that out. What the hell? <laughs> I mean, so cars are coming, like, flying down the road 100 miles an hour, going around corners. Calm down, everybody. This is a routine <laughs> this is routine compliance patrol. Don't worry about it. I mean, this is totally normal, exactly. Best resulting in a man facing serious charges. Serious charges. Hayley Francis joins us from Chippendale. Right. Tell us Hayley, what you've got to say. What Hayley. happened? What happened? <laughs> that was... <laughs> Didn't she okay, already? Hillary. Didn't she already say what happened though? <laughs> it spiraled out of control. I know. We know what happened. It was fucking chaos out there <laughs> during this routine compliance patrol. Georgie, the 32-year-old man from Maroubra was pulled over here just before nine last night as part of routine compliance patrols. Now, oh, that's so good. As part of routine compliance patrols. Police say the driver of the Ford Focus refused to wind down his window. An officer then stepped to the side of the car, opened the passenger door, and that's when the driver allegedly uh, sped off, triggering a short pursuit. Now, the arrest that followed shortly after is when things really kicked up a gear. Police Kicked up a gear. Nice little phrasing oh, there. Nice, nice. Hey. She's got talent, this one. I think she's got a big future ahead of us. She's already throwing in the little kind of punny things. That's very talented. Very quick. Uh, sped off, triggering a short pursuit. Now, the arrest that followed shortly after is when things really kicked up a gear. Police well alleged that that man fought back, even going so far as at one point reaching for an officer's gun. Now, Ooh, that alleged... that's a big no-no, Jim. You can't do that. No, I can't be doing that. You no. should just have your own. Oh, wait a minute. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, at times like this, I'm I'm glad I've got my trusty bologna sandwich. <laughs> Maneuver is only added to a very long charge sheet. Okay. Uh, that man is now before the courts. George. They haven't said one of the charges. No. Why it's do you just think? Long. Yeah. He's, wow. I mean, he's, he's been charged with a lot of things, such as, well, I mean, violation of sex, uh, Section 62 of the health order, for one. I mean, what the fuck is that? Okay. <laughs> well, I don't know there were 62 orders. Exactly. In sections in the, in the health order. Yeah, and is 62 near the beginning or the end of the book? Who knows? Is it a health order a law? I don't know. Yeah. Well, it's above the law now, because remember, the first health order... Yeah. I mean, now the health orders are telling the cops what to do. Sorry, you can't have your little gay parties anymore. And we can say and it's a gay party part. because that's what it is. It's a party for the gays. <laughs> well, that's what it is. We're having a gay party. Yep. Good, good. I'm glad. Big, Celebrate equality, big bro. Big gay happy party. That's it. Celebrating all that is gay and gay-associated or gay-adjacent. We'll call it that. What if we just call it all gay-adjacent? Wouldn't that be satisfactory? Well, that would be the that would encompass the entire planet now. Yes, that's true. Because we are next, we all are next to gays at some point, aren't we? We are the world. Yeah, we are the children. Oh no, what have we done? <laughs> oh no, what have we done? <laughs> We've just ensured their survival. Um... Oh jeez. <laughs> all right, here we go. People getting arrested. I know this is what you bloodthirsty savages out there want to see. Let's have a look. Oh, this is a very nice little thing. If you have a look at this. Oh, I love it. Sometimes the universe just smiles on you, Jim. Look at that. Look next. So the red box, which is obviously like a fire hose or whatever. Booster, ladies and gentlemen. There you go. <laughs> there it is. There's your fire little... Fire hose booster. That's right. There's your little subliminal piece of education for the night there. The booster right there in the corner. All right, let's have a look. 
Protesters chant. Let him go! Let him go! Let him go! Is hauled away. This man, one of three people. This man looks a lot like Trey Parker, I think. A little bit, yeah. I always get them mixed up. I don't. Or does he look like Matt Stone? One of the two. One of the two. I don't know. Which younger, more younger, and more spelt. Yes, and more Chad, obviously. I mean, look at the hat. Yeah. Yeah. Is he wearing an undershirt? It, it looks kind, like it. It kind of looks like long johns, doesn't it? It looks like those Joe Rogan shirts. Yes, with the with it those weird like little button the, things down the middle. Yeah, it looks like it's shit from the 1800s. Yeah. As one of but the maid would wear. Their own yeah. is hauled away. This man, one of three people, placed into handcuffs this afternoon. Good. Good. Keeping everybody safe. That's what we like to fucking see here in this country. There we go. Yeah. Another safety, one down. Safety first, safety last, safety in between. Right. Another another potential future COVID fugitive has been taken off the streets. Was he arrested yet? No, but we know he will do something wrong eventually, which is why we locked him up now. <laughs> border protests began around London. So this is the Queensland, uh, New South Wales border, and there's a little town on the border called Tweedheads. And around lunchtime, but learning last week's lessons, police came... So this is this is where we saw Horseman. Remember Horseman from last week? Yeah, yeah, they can't arrest all of us. That's right, you fucking Paul Revere guy. So here we yeah. are. This I think this guy in the back here is wearing those, you know those glasses that are basically like Venetian blinds? that people used to wear in the 80s. Yeah. I think he's wearing a pair of them, <laughs> but it's hard to tell because it's not in HD, but it does look like it. And uh, we've got a couple of cowboy hats kind of scattered around the place. There's a few more cowboys in Queensland. But learning last week's lessons, police came prepared. Oh, did they? This beachside strip turned into a sea of navy blue. <laughs> I mean, this this looks very safe here, doesn't it? When I think when I think protection, I think navy blue. Yep. yep. When I think uh, protecting people, and I, I just think of like throngs of police officers kind of lining the streets, like in the same you know the same kind of footage we would have seen you know like during say for example Jim the fall of Saddam Hussein or uh, Tiananmen Square. Tiananmen Square too. That's a good one. Although there were more tanks at Tiananmen Square, I think. Can we get them more tanks, please? That's what we need. They need MRAPs and tanks. Yes. We need armoured personnel. That would really okay. keep us safe. Yeah. What if that we would, get that a would tank? Really keep us safe. <clears throat> See that line of cars just parked out on the street there, obviously belonging to the residents, you would assume, uh, of these mm. houses. Now, what I'm thinking, Jim, is if that car is there, because remember, we'll shoot the rescue dogs to prevent people from being coaxed to uh, come and collect them, right? So we'll shoot them, kill them off, whack them you know, in the alleyway, and then throw them in the dumpster. So I think the cars out here are kind of like the dogs. They're coaxing people out into the street to get in their cars and go for a little drive and stuff. And I think what we should do is arm the police with a tank or something, you know, similar size, maybe a monster truck, a, a rainbow flag monster, monster truck. A rainbow flag monster truck. You yeah. beat me to it. Yeah, rainbow flags and, you know, cops are tops written on the bonnet. And we can run that down the street and just crush all of the cars out the front of the house. And in that oh, way, we gonna... can make sure we can make sure that the people inside won't travel around in them. You know, they we, won't we can... go across the border with them. Yes. That's See, right. I was proposing a more humane solution: is you just boot all those cars. 
just boot them all. Right? But then we can't yeah. leave them there because that will encourage people to, they'll still want to go outside and sit in the car, for example. And we, we must keep them indoors, Jim. And I think if we crush all of the cars right in front of them, we'll just crush their spirits at the same time. Uh, well, it's pretty malevolent. Yeah. I think I can go with that one. Okay, good. I'm glad we solved that. It's fantastic. All right. <laughs> all right, you can go home, boys. I've called in the monster truck. <laughs> And when you when it arrives, because it's painted like a when it's painted because it's painted like a rainbow, you say, when it arrives, it plays Kylie Minogue when you hit the horn. How patriotic! Yeah. All you can do is step back in time. Oh no, locomotion should be the one. Come on, do the locomotion <laughs> as it's coming oh, up <laughs> as it's crushing all of the cars in front of the horrified families who uh, remain indoors watching out their you know lounge room windows. I mean, it'd be lovely. It'd be lovely stuff. Over 150 officers here on the ground from the Queensland side. Oh, Around 100 protesters eventually forming a group to take turns venting. Now, that guy here, now, I know myself a Queenslander when I see one. That right there, that is your quintessential. <laughs> That's your yeah, quintessential. Booze. That's the guy. There's booze in that coat file. Absolutely. You, see? See, some things, some things are global, aren't they? Some images are global. Yeah. Now that guy is wearing like a tartan shirt, so that kind of puts—he'd be just as home uh, at home in Canada as he is here, you know, because he's just dressed like a lumberjack, isn't he? With the beanie oh, yeah, and, exactly. and the shirt, and there's definitely. The thing about it is, we won't, 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 we won't allow ascot. No fucking ascot. No, no, none of that. Okay, fair enough. You got to have. What about the full but pants, pro- trousers? That's probably one of those. Ah, that's fine. Oh, okay. No, he's got. That's probably one of those gator masks you pull up. Ah, I see. All right. That's why yeah. he's drinking the booze. Right. Yeah, of course. Yeah, because only a drunk man would wear a half scarf. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's not even that fucking cold there. Yeah, it's probably a bucks night. That you know, and he's angry because he can't have his wedding, Jim. I think that's what it is. Venting. No. I just think this country's gone so far down the toilet lately. And Their all... views varying. Some want to... It's still all very polite, though, isn't it? I've watched my share, yeah. f- fair share of people screaming into megaphones in the United States riots and stuff. It's always like, we are going to take the power back from these motherfuckers and we're not going to stop it till we do it. And this guy's like, you know, I think this is all a little bit unnecessary. <laughs> Everyone, everyone in the U.S. is trying to do their uh, Alex Jones impression. Yeah, and everyone here is too chill to really give a fuck. You know, I mean, this country's gone so far down the toilet. I mean, this country is just going down the toilet. (laughs) (laughs) Totally different vibe. I mean, like people are standing around with their arms folded. You know, it's not we're not burning anything down. So I, I ask you then, why would like you have? Why would you have to send twenty police cars to this? The police outnumbered the people there. Why would you do that? It's to make sure that nobody crosses the state lines. Ah, I see. So without it's, their passport, right? So it's symbolism, basically. I believe so. It's a show of force. Show of force. That's nice. That's what I like to hear. I like to hear good show Someone's of force. Keep these these uh, angry letter writers in check. Yes, I mean this guy who's speaking. Clearly, he's inciting a protest. Really, if you want to get technical about mm. it, and he should be arrested mm-hmm. immediately. Horrifying. We learned stuff. anything. We learned anything from January six. That's exactly what he's doing. Exactly. And I he's mean, you know, violence. It may not be as bad as the Holocaust, but this guy is ensuring that we get there faster. <laughs> really, it's all his fault, isn't it? Yeah. 
Views varying. Some want open borders. I want to go to work. Others anti-vax or against police. Not to mention. I mean, these are the you know some people have their own views. I mean, it's awful, isn't it? Oh, dangerous. That's a diversity of opinion too. No, no. Well, I mean, you know, do if you look, there are a lot of white people here. So unfortunately, you know, it is racist. Thank you. I see it now. It, I'm, afa- I'm afraid it must be racist because you can see here the mix of white people. I mean, it's just profound, isn't it? You can't escape it. I mean, look at this. Too many white people. Some want open borders. I want to go to work. Open, Other- some want open borders. <laughs> <laughs> what a dangerous maniac. <laughs> I love, they're also equating it to, I mean, you know, how many people do you think would have heard that and gone, pfft? fucking communists (laughs) (laughs) listen to these commies up here wanting open borders put the neck on their uh put the throat put the foot on their throat fuck god it got it out eventually (laughs) put the foot on their throat officer Others anti-vax, anti-vax or against police. Yes. They're all going to be held accountable. Uh-oh. Not to mention the conspiracies. Ooh. It's about technological control, uh, artificial intelligence. Oh, we can always Whoa. find one, can't we? We always find ourselves one, Jim, to stick a that camera. That wasn't even that bad. No. That wasn't even that bad. It was bad enough. It was It was as good as they got, I reckon. That's a, Yeah, it's about as, that's about as far as they can get. That's a... Uh, Pretty. That's pretty light. That's pretty light in comparison. Just a, a feather touch, tender touch. That one, barely yeah. even, barely even left a bruise. Increased police presence blamed for deterring other would-be placard holders. <laughs> would-be placard oh. holders. It's got to be one of the most dismissive things. <laughs> You're holding a sign that's literally <laughs> violence. But I mean, you know, they're not. They're not people with concerns. They're, n- they're not humans, basically. No, they're would-be placard holders. Like, you know, somebody with a sandwich board. <laughs> That's all they are. Just And it doesn't even matter what's written on it. They were just, they were just, we- I'm just here to hold the sign. <laughs> <laughs> well, these guys do it for free. They do, yeah. <laughs> because, you know, because they're suckers, obviously. And they don't even spin them and do crazy cool tricks with them and shit. Yeah, how are you going to get anybody interested in your message if you're not prepared to put in a little effort? Yeah, you got to do a dance or something. Yeah, this is why we're not paying you in anything except coupons. This is why we're not winning. Yeah, yeah it's all your fault. <laughs> <laughs> but I got on television, not good enough. Everybody gets on TV these days. All right, I'm going to get out of here. Jim, thanks for jumping on, man. It's good to talk to you again. Hey, thanks, you. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me on, buddy. No worries, man. There he goes. Jim Enward, ladies and gentlemen. And thank you to all of you for joining us tonight, Wednesday night edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I'll be back tomorrow, 6 p.m., around the usual time. Thank you to everyone who shared the show out. Thank you to everyone who left a tip tonight. Uh, don't forget to follow some of our friends at Rational Times, Coffee Talk with Sandra, JJ, Joy of Pessy's doing something over the weekend. He didn't do anything last weekend. Major Tom... Uh, Frozo you got Winning TV tomorrow night, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget about Winning TV. Uh, who else you got? The Rice Man, double four, double three. Starting block, don't forget my boy. And anyone else. So till next time, till tomorrow. Stay calm, stay rational. God bless. We'll see you soon. Bye bye.
Oh, oh, oh.